0: it's around the house when it comes to remodeling and renovating your home there is a lot to know but we've got you covered this
1: is around the house
0: welcome to around the house with eric g and caroline b it's the midweek special this is where we talk about the stuff that didn't make it the last weekend show and of course won't make it into next weekend show, and it is our birthday week. Hello, Caroline.
1: Woohoo! Birthday. I love it. How many how old are yeah. we? Yeah,
0: 34. 30. Around the house turns 34 Woo-hoo. on Friday. We're young. April 1st. Like yeah. that. Yeah.
1: Making that 34.
0: Yeah. Back to 34. Ooh. Um, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Um <laughs> No, I don't want to go back to 34, actually. That <laughs> no, was not that a good deal. That was a bad year. <laughs> That's funny. I had a really crazy ex at that point. Oh, So I want to go to 34. That was a bad year. That cost me a lot of money.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, but y- youth. That was, it's like I feel like we were kids at 34. It's so young. I know it. I know it. The
0: land of bad decisions. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Come on. You've never made a bad decision. I don't buy that.
0: Oh, I have. I have ex-wives to prove it. <laughs> no. All good. All good. Well, man, we've got so much to talk about in this midweek special. Mm. You know, I mean, it's it's interesting out there. You start looking at the markets out there. Lumber futures prices are going down. Nice. So that's good. That means that lumber prices are going to start kind of dialing back in. I mean, as of today, they're down, um, which is awesome. I mean, they're up like from yesterday, but they're, they're down. We're at almost, you know, we're at f- – start of the month here of March, we were at like 1464. Now we're down in the, in the, in the low to mid thousands. So, um, you know, like 1044, 1020. So heck yeah, I'm cool with that. That means
1: a wood deck could be coming.
0: Yeah. That really starts to affect, you know, the, the two by fours and the OSB and that kind of stuff you start to see, you know, even though that's not OSB prices, it does affect all those lumber futures prices, all that commodity stuff. So When you go in and look at the two by four sitting there at, you know, at Lowe's or Home Depot, that's that's where you can see where the trends are. And I think we're going to be battling that. But with interest rates rocketing up on homes right now, I mean, I was talking with a buddy realtor of mine and he does in my area, you know, million dollar homes, which to be honest, in my area, that's pretty common Mm -hmm. uh, in the city I'm in. And he's like, yeah, interest rate hike over the last few weeks. He's like, that's added a Mercedes car payment to the price of their home in the monthly payments. That's a lot. He's like, yeah, it's seven, seven. He goes, I've got people that are that where the interest rates popped up are going to change it where they're making another seven, $750 a month extra in their house payment because of the interest rate hikes. Mm. And
1: we'll see how that affects the housing market, because right now it's crazy. Every time, you know, we're in the market and we're looking, there were 30 people ahead of us to look at a house this weekend, Mm -hmm. last weekend.
0: Well, and I think that's probably what has changed the lumber's future market. And I'm not a financial advisor and I don't play one on TV, but when you see those interest rates go up, people go, oh, wow, housing's going to slow down because people – it's more expensive. You have to put a bigger down payment down because mm-hmm. the housing, it costs you more to get the money. So when you look at that, it tends to go, okay, this is going to be interesting. So the the market goes, oh, wow, maybe we're not in such of a housing building boom. So the price of lumber goes down because of course it's all supply and demand and it's a futures market. So mm. they're looking at a few months going, hmm, maybe housing might be a little bit slower. There's going to be less demand for wood for homes. Oh. Prices are getting cheaper.
1: Sounds good to me.
0: Yeah. So that'll be kind of interesting to see. The other thing that I saw, not to make this too dark of a midweek special, but <laughs> I'm looking at <laughs> no. electricity rates.
1: Dang. This made me like, wanna I to watching like, the news. Like go out and like just run away. This isn't good. Oh. Guys, you got to know this. He's about to drop a bomb. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there are places in
0: the country, and I saw Connecticut being an example where you could see a 25% electricity spike Mm -hmm. just in your electricity bill. So, yes, it's still cheaper to, you know, charge an electric car out there versus gas when you do that stuff, but, man, 25% is pretty solid. It doesn't... That's going to start adding up, you know. That's a... <laughs> That's what I think about that. Mm-hmm. That's it. Hey, you're taking a look at my electrical work. You know? oh my. Oh,
1: <laughs> but seriously,
0: God. it's one of those things that, yeah, it, you know, so things that you can do around the house coming into spring summertime is, is watch those, those heating bills. If you're on electric heat and an air conditioner, maybe watch that thermostat, because this is that time of year where in that same day, you couldn't be running heat in the morning and the air conditioner at night. Well, as the evening sun hits and the other careful with what you're doing. The other
1: thing too, is everybody sort of wants to put that air conditioning down in the sixties. And they were like, I want it freezing cold. It's not good for your house. So you really increase your humidity and condensation. When you go too cold, your registers can start to sweat. You can get all kinds of condensation buildup around the house. So keeping everything really super cold isn't good. I like to say usually ideally between 72 and 75. I know 75 is on the higher side and it might, you might feel uncomfortable, but it's actually going to help energy efficiency. And it's also going to keep your humidity lower because higher temperature actually promotes lower humidity.
0: Gotcha, man. I, I, I'll be the first to say, I like it 67.
1: I know you do in my house at night for sleeping. But it I mean That's just it, what it, is. it is like the colder these basements get, and you know, you get a lot of this what I call blowover, right? Your basement gets super, super cold. You're tr- you're making a mold trap down there, guys. So really, oh hey, you know what's really good? Make Speaking sure you're
0: gonna basements.
1: Basements. Go ahead. What? What do you got?
0: What's with your steam your client in the steam generator? Oh <laughs> dumping wastewater when it flushes itself. Into the radon system. What's with that hot mess?
1: Oh my gosh. So I call Eric because like Eric is the king of steam showers. So he knows everything about a steam shower. (laughs) If you want to know about steam shower, you call Eric. And I see this, I'm looking at this radon vent pipe in one of my clients' homes and I follow up. There's a hose that's dumping into the radon pipe and the radon pipe in this house was three inches. So it could be deceiving. It could look like a waistline to someone who doesn't know that it was radon. And that's what we're assuming. So we follow it up and it goes into this box that said, do you remember what that said? Now I can't think of what the name of that steam shower was. It was some old Steam Shower from like 2012.
0: Yeah. They they still they still sell them out there. So let's we won't go like after Steams that Like Steams R Us. So much, it was like
1: Steams. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll call it Steams R Us.
1: So Steams R Us had decided to vent their machine into the radon pipe.
0: So think about this, okay? Now, I I gave it a little more thought since you and I have even talked about it. So that steam system to prevent buildup flushes itself as soon as you're done using the steam shower. So it flushes all the water that's in the steam generator down there. Well, I'm not sure if that's direct plumbed, so they don't put steam down there. It probably drops into a pan, and then that pan where it dumps out drains down into the radon put that system, right? So think of it almost like a condensate pan. Okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. In a air conditioning. Well, if you are, if you have radon coming out of that system and the fans not working correctly or the fans not on, what is the least, the point of least return if the fans not on the quickest vent to out is putting radon into the steam generator <laughs> case itself. Oh, my God. Not going out the roof. Think
1: about that. If we took an air sample right, like, at the steam nozzles that are coming out in the bathroom, I wonder if the radon would be higher there.
0: I don't know. But think about this. Here's the thing, too. If you turn that steam, if you turn the radon pump on, right? Mm-hmm. Think of think of having a, str- you ever have a, a, a shake and you bent the straw and you broke it? Yeah. And it won't. You you can't use the straw because you broke the straw? Yeah. That's what's happened to that radon system because they just put a hole in the side of the straw. So it's not sucking air out of the radon system. It's pulling it through that three quarter inch hose that's in the steam generator. That's a leak
1: in the side of that straw. Wait, and I have more information in this case. It's like we're oh it's like clue the game. So listen to this. So, and this is after Eric and I were trying to decide what was happening with this drainage that was going into the radon. But so the radon expert came out yesterday and he said the fan and the system is working appropriately. However, where the fan is up in this attic space, remember I told you they did two double fans. Mm -hmm. He said he would lose his license if he actually did a lead house like this, because you cannot put the radon fan in the home. It's got to be exterior. And that fan is leaking. Ah, there it is. Remember, we were trying. I I had done air testing, and Mm -hmm. I was trying to figure out how this radon, this this pipe in the basement where they had taken this drainage into the radon pipe, had gotten all moldy and disgusting, and there was mold going all the way up, you know, growing all the way up the line, going up into the second floor. And so I was trying to figure out how this was getting up. This may be the source. The fan was actually leaking.
0: Of course it is. Yeah, because you're right. Thinking about that, every radon system I've ever seen. The fan is exterior
1: to the structure. And supposedly, if you have a lead home, and I did not know this, it's something I learned. If you have a lead built home, you have to have the fan on the exterior. Otherwise, you could lose your I, license. I,
0: I haven't seen a, I haven't seen one inside the structure now. Think about it. Everything that I've seen, they've run that outside and they put the fan outside.
1: And they had two maybe fans. Maybe that's something they
0: do here in our area. Yeah. See, the two fans looks even worse because they're going to fight each other.
1: And they are not supposed to do that because they leak fascinating. That's insanity.
0: (laughs) Wow. Okay. So we got more to that story. We're geeking out on
1: you guys, but steam shower does not vent into the radon pipe. That's it.
0: No, (laughs) don't go putting your drain water down and down the pipe. That is not a drain. That is a radon system that you shouldn't be messing around with. So bad idea. That one's crazy. And
1: for code, you know, something else. Oh, go ahead. Just tell them about code. So now you have a four inch radon pipe back then they were using Mm -hmm. a three inch. So it could get confusing. You could accidentally go into a pipe that you thought was, you know, sewage,
0: you know, but I don't buy that because right next to that was the hydrometer or whatever you call that thing that measures the backup air in the system. You could look at that. It was clearly marked. (laughs) where they put Oops. that in there. They knew that was a radon system. You would have had to, a blind person would touch <laughs> the outside of that and go, that seems to be a radon system because of all the markings and the things on it. Any, there's not a single plumber that would have done that.
1: That's just given someone. That was a really bad DIY in system. There. Benefit of the doubt.
0: There was either somebody working on that that had no idea what they're doing. And I guarantee you, there wasn't a building inspection on it because there's no inspector that it went, you're draining water into the radon system. That can't be good.
1: So if you guys have any mysterious problems happening in your home and you want us, the investigators to chime in on it, we'd love to hear from you at around the house. You got it. You got it. Send us head over to around the house online, hit the contact us
0: page and uh, see if we can tackle that for you. Well, another thing I've been tackling because my weather has been good out here. I got the first good lawn mow in this season. That felt good. to
1: get Oh that done. my god, you did! I'm so jealous.
0: Yeah, you're like it. It's like you're snowing out there, and I'm lawn mowing out here. It's been. It was almost seventy on on Sunday. It was awesome.
1: We had that alert. Um, what is that called when it comes down really fast? It's the snow. Oh, a snow squall. <laughs> we had that just the other day. You saw the pileup out in Pennsylvania. Did you yeah. see that massive amount? Oh, oh my god, that, that was, was actually horrible. Sad.
0: Yeah. That was horrible. And and by the way people, if you get into that pileup situation like that, get away from your car when it's safe. Don't stand around next to it. I saw people that were nearly killed that got lucky. You know, man, just Get out in a way because you got to get away from that situation. It was like Don't a 50-card pileup.
1: The weather changed so dramatically, and there were all these tractor trailers at Jackknives. I saw FedEx, UPS. I mean, these were just, like, huge. And little cars, like, in between all of these Jackknife um, tractor trailer trucks. It's so scary. It could happen. Wonder that's.
0: I bet you that's where my FedEx packages go.
1: <laughs> Is it lost? Something's <laughs> lost again?
0: No, actually, it's been actually good. A lot of my companies have actually that I get stuff from, I've switched to UPS, so I don't get lost packages anymore. But, you know, sorry, FedEx. I love you guys, but just deliver the stuff. (laughs) Ouch! But I do like it after they've replaced it. You know, they they send you a new one, and then, like, three months later, you get the package when they found it at the distribution center, and it shows up. It's like the gift that keeps on giving.
1: So do you have news? I need news on how to keep my lawn green. I love
0: that. There we go. Breaking lawn news. <laughs>
1: you know, a lot of
0: it's just care. You know, if you've got a lot of snow, you got to kind of do a, a a little bit of a, a you know a a shortcut on it with the lawnmower because you'll get that that snow mold that happens out there where the snow just kind of mats it down and makes it look white, mm. yellow, and nasty. But for me, I always hit mine because I have moss in mine, and I really have a battle with high acid because of the trees. So with me, I hit it really early in the season with high iron Mm. and fertilizer to make sure that that iron is helping kill my moss. Cause moss, I could grow a carpeted (laughs) moss out there in my yard (laughs) easily. So I hit that early on to get the moss out. So that way I can start getting a thick lawn. And then about this time I start hitting it with some lime and stuff too, to make sure that I got the, the pH correctly on my grass because of the acids from all the fir trees and stuff. But really just staying on top of the fertilizer, making sure that you've got it watered, making sure that it's a healthy lawn. You know, if you've got too much thatch where you've been maybe mulching it with a bad lawnmower blade or something like that, you know, maybe it's time to go in there here. We're starting to get into what I call thatching season, which is kind of before you know, Memorial Day weekend where you can go out there and thatch that lawn, take all that buildup underneath that, and then, you know, haul that all off and then overseed it. You can get a really green
1: lawn that way. But,
0: yeah, make, you know, many times it's just feeding it, keeping it
1: healthy. Seeding it.
0: and uh, People forget and to seed. It. I,
1: I overseed yeah. my lawn because you want to make sure that the grass actually overtakes the weed versus the weed overtaking the grass. So, You know, making sure you did mulch up stuff from last season too. Like I'm, I'm pretty. um, What's the word? You know, I do. I, I'm very avid about going out there and making sure that I'm taking all that leave and debris and giving it fertilizer naturally because I don't use like to use a lot of fertilizer, but sometimes you have to. I'm not totally opposed to it because otherwise, you know, it needs stuff. It needs
0: to live. You know, one of the good tricks too is you can take a little soil sample. And head down to your local extension agency. We have those here. That's huge. And you can go down there and they will give you a sample and tell you what that looks like. And then you can go, wow, I'm low on iron. I'm low on this. I'm low on this. And wow, it's too acidic or, or, you know, too alkaline, whatever it is. And then you can kind of create the right soil. No, that's huge. Within
1: that. You need to do that. But testing is always a good thing. We do that with the garden. You know, it's so funny. I do that so much with the garden, but I never do it with my lawn, and I should. It's definitely a key.
0: Yeah, just treat that garden the same as the lawn. A lot of those same rules apply, you know? And then when you overseed, make sure that you're spending the time to to really make sure that you're putting the right seed down there. If you've got, like me, I've got dogs in the backyard. I got to do something that's hardy. But my challenge is, is what's hardy and half shade. Mm -hmm. You know, that's where you start getting it because a lot of the shade grasses are more delicate because they don't get the full sun. Very true. So... You know, you, you got to find that that battle. And if not, guess what? Just go ahead and put turf in. Put some <laughs> uh, good turf in and call it a day. And it'll be pretty and green. <laughs> and one other thing, too, I want to talk about when summertime before we go out to break. But one other thing that I see people doing, and, and especially here on the West Coast, you'll see it happen in California. My grandfather used to do this when I was a kid in California. Water would be scarce. And so they paint the lawn green to make it look like grass. What? I mean, you can buy this off Amazon. Yeah.
1: What? I've never so, seen this. Because water's so
0: expensive. Yeah. Oh yeah. that. What? There's areas like if you get in water shortages here, California especially. Wow. They're like, it is illegal for you to water your lawn. But the problem though is, is now you've got in a wildfire situation. Yeah, that's not you good. You have a lawn that is like gasoline that's out there. One, one spark and it's gone. You know, now your lawn's burning. So, it's pretty crazy, but yeah, the, you see people out there with this food coloring type stuff no way. and they're out there literally spraying the lawn, painting the lawn oh. green to make it look good.
1: That's hilarious.
0: It's crazy. I'm not a fan, <laughs> but uh, hey, you know, I'd rather have it green and but when you're short on water, you don't have too many options, to be honest. Yeah. you're either going to be putting in turf or you're going to be putting in uh, putting in new grass, but uh, you know keep that lawn. Cared for the work you do now will pay off all year round. Yeah. This is that, that key time to get the lawn dial back.
1: And you know, I'm, you know what I'm totally hot for right now. The zero turn isn't the zero turn radius electric mower. Oh yeah. That thing is. Those are cool. Bad ass. And I can say it because we're on a podcast right now.
0: You got it. Now those new zero turn battery powered mowers are ridiculous. I and want one. I shared up my Greenworks video I did last year. I'll tell you what. There is uh, no shade to the guys that love gas powered lawnmowers out there, but I haven't had a gas powered lawnmower in four or five years now, and uh, they just keep getting better and better every year. You can get zero turns out there that you can do your lawn with. You know, uh, I I have seen in my neighborhood two different companies. Hauling trailers around that have all battery powered lawn equipment in them from zero turn mowers. And these are commercial guys doing people's lawns around. So
1: awesome. So you need to put that up. Do you have that video? We need to see that.
0: Do you have? Yeah, I put it up last week actually. I put it up on Around the House. See? I missed it. So it's up on Around the House. So I've got some other ones I'll put up here a little bit later as well. But uh,
1: check those out. Throw that up.
0: Just check it out. It's on Around the House Facebook page and uh, you can catch it right there.
1: All right, Caroline. Anything else that we missed? No, oh, I think we've got it all. We covered birthday. Oh, oh yeah. I I got tickets to go see Chris Rock.
0: There <laughs> we go. The slap around the world.
1: <laughs> I'm dying. I'm gonna wait and see what he's got to say. Oh yeah, should be interesting. Be good. And then
0: oh, one other, one other quick tip that I want to hit too. If you're worried about your electrical bill. Make sure that you get like an electricity home monitor, like Sense or one of those, to monitor your electricity so you can see what's costing you money. It could be that air conditioning running too long, Could be a trying well to dehumidify pump. where you need a dehumidifier. It could be a well pump. It could be that old beer fridge in the garage that's costing you three times what your what, mm. your refrigerator is inside. Take a look at that stuff. It could save you a ton of money.
1: Yeah, that's, that's amazing because you don't think that. You know, one of these simple things could be costing you. My dehumidifier is doing it. It sensed my dehumidifier was launching my bill up to $400 a month.
0: Woo! Mm-hmm. That's that's spendy. You don't want to see that. You don't want to see that. All right, everybody, we've got a great show ahead coming up this weekend. Hour number one. Caroline is going to try to fix me and make me healthier in my cleaning. Try and not using all the chemicals out there. So we've got that in hour number 1, so we'll be talking about spring cleaning. And then hour number 2, we got Emily Mottram from Mottram Architecture.
1: She's amazing. She's got so much good information. So if you have any building questions, her and Eric can handle that and knock it out for you.
0: Yeah, we have a good time in that one. And we talk a little bit about your stuff too about some uh some green building stuff that makes sense, which I love.
1: Yeah, green building's good. But yeah, I'm so yeah. stoked. Oh well, cool. Happy spring everyone. Uh,
0: Yeah, happy spring, happy birthday to us on Friday. All right, everybody, I'm Eric G. And
1: I'm Caroline B.
0: And you've been listening to Around Around the the House. House.